Blog Talk Radio. This is the Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. I'm your host, Pop Rock Tanner Jamie Rocks, and this is the big show. You found it. I'm sure I'm glad you did. All right, man, it's uh, another week. Uh, we're coming off the long holiday weekend. I hope everybody had a fun and safe holiday and, uh, you know, can still count to 10 uh, with no problem and whatnot. Um, very, very cool. I'm excited today for uh, our guest today. He is a fantastic, fantastic um, singer-songwriter. He is uh, in the the pop rock genre. He's got a brand new single, new video, all kinds of cool stuff to tell us about. Without further ado, I would like to welcome Mr. Dalton Sire. I believe I'm saying that correctly. I could be wrong. Dalton, you know, I should have researched this beforehand. Did I carve up your last name? I hope I did. You are all good. Dalton Sear. It's uh, uh, Sear. something in my life that I've gotten extremely used to uh, uh, talking about because usually you get anything from uh, Dalton Cry, uh, Dalton Sir, uh, Dalton Kerr, all kinds of lovely stuff. So anything in the ballpark is usually you. pretty good with me at that point. <laughs> excellent, excellent. So, Dalton, you're the, such a cool story. Young guy, young guy, early 20s. And um, now, did you grow up, you're out in L.A.? Did you grow up in that neck of the woods? Or tell us about young Dalton. Absolutely not. I uh, I saw, actually, that uh, we're, I grew up relatively close to you uh, in terms of location, at least when we consider L.A. to to you and where I was to you. Mm. I grew up in Jacksonville Beach, Florida. Um, so okay. I yep. the first. Yeah, my uh, my brother went to FAU down there in the in the old Boca. So uh, yeah, I nice. I grew up in Florida. Um, started on the other side of the music. ditch there. I know, man. I I miss <laughs> it quite a bit. I'm actually gonna go. Uh, I still have some family back there, so I'm going to go visit for my uh, 22nd birthday. That's coming up in a couple of weeks, so wow, uh, that'll wow. be a good time. So yeah, I, I grew up in Jacksonville. Um, I've been making music for quite a long time, uh, relative to my lifespan, I guess you could say. Uh, you nice. know, I had gotten my start uh, writing and performing and recorded my first album and put that thing out a couple weeks after I turned 12. So uh, mm. I've, been, I've been on the music train for, for quite a bit in terms of uh, relative to how long I've been on this planet. That's fantastic. That is fantastic. Yeah, Jacksonville Beach, man. I, uh, I've had some fun times there. I think one of the strangest times I ever had, I was at the Magic Mushroom Pizza Place having a pie with some friends. And um, this cat runs into the restaurant all freaked out, like, like really upset, like worked up, you know. Um, and everybody's like, what, what happened? Was there an accident? What happened? And he's like, 
no, it's in the sky. I just saw, I think he had been taking some of the mushrooms. Um, but yeah, uh, apparently yeah. he saw a UFO. We all went outside in the parking lot to look, and I guess we missed it. But um, yeah, that's of course, naturally, <laughs> you would have only just missed it. I'm sure it was totally there, and that's just yeah. a, that's a damn shame. Uh, oh, yeah, no, it's, it's a great place to uh, it's a great place to grow up. Great place to you know have a family, and uh, yeah, I was there for. Uh, Quite a bit. Uh, I studied glee at an art school up there as a uh, classical vocalist while I was running oh. around after school and in the summer between you know school years, uh, doing all this pop rock stuff and you know setting up gigs and writing more music. And I ended up finding my way to Los Angeles um, about freshman year of high school, uh, where I, okay. I was able to kind of take a stab at it and take a chance. Cause I, I had been working as an artist for some time then at that point, you know, maybe uh, four years or so. And, uh, you know, well, once I Which got, is a here, long time. I, I, yeah, yeah, no, the, the more I look Learn back, the more now. I realize I'm like, wow, it's actually, uh, I've built it up for quite a bit, but, uh, yeah. So I, I made my way to Los Angeles where I, uh, started to branch out a bit. I had uh, gotten my start musically uh, in musical theater as a child, so it seemed only natural at the time to... Uh, I branched out into acting uh, where I was able to... I was just going to say, yeah. A little bit, yeah. That's cool. You're one of the few musician guests that I have on the show, and we've had a lot. We have had, This is episode, I don't know, 1259 or something. Um, we've had a lot. But one of the few that has an IMDb page, <laughs> you know. Um, oh yeah, I, I just take something a, I you take don't see every day. Pride in that. Yeah. Yeah, um, that's pretty awesome. Great, you know, because it was it was a great opportunity for me to kind of uh, really deepen my understanding of you know the the creative umbrella of storytelling as a whole, um, because all all art forms generally have the same core in that communication and storytelling. Um, mm-hmm. And there were a few projects, like I I believe one of my first acting projects uh, out here was uh, I was able to star in this uh, Amazon show, uh, short-lived, but it was a TV show slash music show, which was just a joy for me. I got to play this... Uh, very uh, uh, Judd Nelson Breakfast Club lead singer of a uh, like school uh, shenanigan dropout band, which was just a joy. Um, and obviously, I snowballed things from there. But it, uh, I think, becoming an actor and working in that field has turned around and kind of strengthened my understanding as a songwriter and just a holistic artist as well, which has been uh, uh, really enlightening. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, you know, and the thing is, is, uh, you know, the, the, the more irons you have in the fire, the, the more work there is, you know, it, it, it's, it, and that's never a bad thing. That's never a bad thing. It's something I've learned over the years is a lot of people, we do a lot of charity work and um, a lot of people ask me, they're like, you know, and I said, well, you know, you, you're doing good, so that's good, and you feel good. But the reality is uh, that 
a lot of people won't mention is I always get other work from it. The networking opportunities alone, you know, um, oh, things yeah. lead. This. It may not be immediate, but it. I get calls a year later. Hey, are you still, you know, you do those paintings and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, boom, you never know. You're you're involved in a different project. Um, very, very cool. And you, you have done something that I find is such a good, good tool. No matter what business you're in, whether it be show business or entertainment or, or what have you, is you're a good hang. You seem like a nice guy. <laughs> you know. <laughs> I, I mean, I don't know. Seem like no, a, a, I'm a, I fooled everybody, I suppose. I'm doing my job correctly. Um, yeah, well, no, I mean, you can I, move it I've, in your house. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know I mean? I, I've, I've come to a few conclusions, uh, you know, in the mm. numerous shows and, you know, gigs and albums and tours and all that is that, um, you know, you can be really good at what you do. Um, and I try to be obviously, and I, I take pride in that, but at the end of the day, especially in an industry such as this, that is so forward facing and people focused, you can be, you can be an amazing artist. You can be an amazing actor, you know, an amazing musician. Um, but if everybody hates being around you, that's it man that who cares how good you are because you are dumb um so i i try to make that up can to where the people i'm around the people i spend time with the people i work with and the the people i love um you know when people are around me i want them to have an easier time than they would otherwise and i you know there that can be multifaceted i think there are multiple reasons for that besides just oh, it's good for my career and it's good for me. You know, like I, right. I want to be good to my people, but um, certainly helps. I, I, I will not disagree on that one. Absolutely. Absolutely. I tell you, my uh, my now wife, um, we were hanging out, we were dating at the time, and I don't know, I was doing something. I can't remember what. doesn't matter, but she uh, she said something to me and it changed everything. Not Well, it just cemented everything in place is a better way to put it. She, I was doing something and, and she said, Hey, what can I do to help? What can I do to lighten the load? And I was like, wow, no one said that to me ever before. <laughs> this oh is man, a that's key huge. <laughs> yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. I was, I was very impressed with that. Um, well, that's cool, man. That's cool. Now you're, you're extremely wise, um, and I know people probably said, this, you know, oh, you're wise beyond your years. It's, it seems like you've got a pretty good beat on things and that you're, um, you know, you're, you're, you're taking, uh, not taking for granted great opportunities and whatnot and really pursuing them. Um, I mean, if you don't, you're living a life that so many, especially young people, but not even young, just all people, a lot mm. of people, would love to leave, you know, you're, you're, you play, you, you've opened for these giant shows, you're on TV, you've got albums, you've got a new single that dropped, a new video that dropped, I mean, and you're 21, you know, um, amazing, amazing. Would you, thank you, no, I, what I try to work it as much as I can. piece of advice, would you, oh, I'm sorry, go ahead. Oh, a uh, piece of advice, okay, um, I feel like, 
I don't know. I feel like I've been cultivating this worldview and the bits and pieces of knowledge that I hold on to uh, for quite a while. And I, I feel like a large part of why I'm doing the things that I'm doing today and, you know, why I'm here, we have this great new single, this new video, um, is that I was fortunate enough to really find the things in life that I care about quite a bit very early on. Um, I, I feel like, mm. sure, I'm here at 21 years old um, with these things going on, and that's fantastic. And I'm sure from the outside that looks fantastic and almost meteoric, if you will. I think a lot of people, unless I bring it up or tell them, don't really catch on to the fact that I've I've been a professional musician and artist for over a decade now, right? Mm -hmm. And from a timeline standpoint, this would be no different than if I had found out how much I enjoyed music and how much I enjoyed performing and writing at the age of 15. And then, you know, 26-year-old me would be sitting in front of you on the other side of the line. Right. Um, and people see that as a lot more normal or a lot more realistic of like, oh, an artist in their mid-20s or their late-20s. It's the same amount of time. It's just the timeline got shifted a bit, and I, I lucked out. Um, so I, I, I'd say a couple of the big things is that, you know, if if you're young, um, if you're young, if you're young like myself, I suppose, um, and you're looking for that thing or you see other people in your age group or uh, around you that kind of look from the outside, they appear to have it down. They, they appear to have their thing. They're doing their thing. It's working out and it's great. And you're like, well, what the hell? What? Where's where's my thing? I don't have it all together. What's going on? I would really, um, I would very much suggest, especially if you're, you're close enough to this person, you could maybe sit down and have a little have a little talk with them. I don't want to guarantee, but I have an inkling that these people in your life who appear to have it figured out and to have it down, there is probably a lot more going on that you have right. not seen. They, they probably Absolutely. have done their time of not knowing what the hell is going on and figuring it out before they've cultivated this appearance of having it all down. It's all... It's all a show. It's all smoke and mirrors. And, you know, I feel like there are some uh, some problems like that that are exacerbated by uh, this culture we have of showing our best side at all times mm. and scrubbing the rest, you know. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us. 
www.jamierox.us. Metal Babe Mayhem is more than just an online store, it's a destination. MetalBabeMayhem.com carries over 150 rock and roll products, including clothing, jewelry, and accessories. Metal Babe Mayhem also offers shrine clothing and alchemy gothic jewelry. In addition, Metal Babe Mayhem founder Allison Metal Babe Cohen is a rock and roll journalist who supports local and national artists with rock and reviews, interviews, playlists, networking and more. Metal Bay Mayhem is taking over the world one shirt at a time. My Love Shack Apothecary online shop has everything you need to build a special gift for yourself or someone who needs a little pampering. I hand make all of the products in small batches using only plant-based ingredients and therapeutic grade essential oils. Whether you choose one of my curated sets or want to build a custom gift set, My Love Shack Apothecary has everything you need to send a little sunshine to someone today. Please visit us online at www.loveshackapothecary.com. That's www.loveshackapothecary.com, as well as online on Instagram and Facebook. Links are in our website. Support for this podcast comes from the University of Texas MD Anderson Cancer Center, ranked one of the top cancer centers in the nation for the last 27 years. The doctors at MD Anderson treat more rare cancers in a single day than many physicians see in a lifetime, and treatment plans are tailored to an individual patient's needs, allowing more comprehensive and thorough care. To become a patient, please visit makingcancerhistory.com. Aloha. If you have stress in your life or even anxiety and panic, I want to invite you to the Anxiety Coaches Podcast for a way out. The Anxiety Coaches Podcast is a relaxing and inspiring show, bringing you lifestyle changes to calm your nervous system and help you heal. Heal anxiety, panic, and PTSD for life. We bring you two episodes every week. There's no need to walk this path alone. Join us for a relaxing, informative, and inspiring time and start your journey out of anxiety panic. That's anxietycoachespodcast.com. Aloha. Rockscare, the online webshop of high-end luxury merchandise and products. All featuring original pop art paintings, from La Holla to Miami to London, www.merch.jamierocks.us. Um, I, I, I'm privy to it as well. Obviously, you go look at my socials, you are never going to see me. Yesterday, <laughs> like, I, 
I, I didn't celebrate the 4th of July in some big way. You know what I did? I ordered a large stuffed mm. crust pizza, and I sat at my computer watching the extended edition of The Fellowship of the Ring. That's that's how I celebrated my 4th of July. That's not glamorous. I was not, like, wearing nice clothes. I didn't – I wasn't practicing guitar or writing a new song. I was shoving pizza in my face and watching Lord of the Rings, right? But nobody saw that. And unless I said anything about it, nobody would have seen it. That's not That's not glamorous. That's not having it together. So I really feel like – People are so nuanced and multifaceted that it's it's a very human thing. I wouldn't I wouldn't consider it selfish or um, or malevolent at all. I, I think it's part of the human brain to really only focus on yourself as a default, and you see the world through a view that kind of funnels back down to you. You see everything and how it relates back to you. So when you see other people. Right. By default, your brain kind of just narrows it down, cuts away the bits that it deems not relevant, and then you just you're seeing another person through a lens of how they can relate back to you. And a lot of times that'll go from a from a not a jealous but maybe an anxiety ridden standpoint of this person has it and I don't. And you kind of Without thinking, right. you cut away the rest of that person without giving that a chance to to shine. Um, so I would say, in my eyes, for for people my age, you're gonna find you're gonna find that thing if you mess around enough and if you dabble in enough things, you're gonna try. You know, you're gonna go to some fencing seminar one day. You're gonna be like, oh right. man. Oh man, I I love this. This is great. And who would have thought? Yeah. Like, come on, you you don't wake up one day or you're not born, and then you're like, all right, I'm gonna be a fencer. No, 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 no. You're gonna play basketball and baseball. You're gonna do a little painting. You're gonna try a couple things, and who knows? Maybe maybe you'll try something at the age of 44, and then you'll be like, oh, well, shit, man, I I found it. Time to time to rearrange my life around this. There's no real time frame, but Absolutely. I feel like people get so caught up in themselves that um, it's hard to see that we're all looking for it. It's not just you. Absolutely, absolutely. And when and when you do find it, you gotta work. You gotta work. You know. <laughs> I get people. I, I paint for a living, and I get people mm. all the time. That, you know, they're like, "Oh, I want to do what you're doing." You know, uh, to be able to do art full time and, and not have a date. And I'm like, yeah, you know, you notice I'm up every morning at four o'clock in the morning. You know, I go to bed at yeah. 12. <laughs> that's, that's a Tuesday. That ain't anything. Oh, we have a big day this week. No, that's, that's every day. Yeah. Um, yeah no, and I've been doing it for 20 really years. Well, yeah. Cause people don't, it's, it's what I was talking about with the veneer, the, the, the veiled, levels of success that we choose to show people is that I feel like not that it's false advertising because no, it's it's a worldwide thing, but you know someone right. sees you and your work and and it's inspiring and it's fantastic and that's amazing. It's like, oh yeah, sure I, I want to be I want to be an artist or I want to be a painter um, and I want that to be my full-time gig, but I don't think 
that a lot of people from the outside looking in will notice or understand until until they really see it that sure you know you get the paint and that's fantastic but i don't think people always see at the beginning the waking up super early <laughs> work. and going to bed super late and all, yeah. all the craziness right i feel like there are especially from a Leading a creative life and from an artistry mm. standpoint, um, there is there is something to be said. There's a great joy to be had in making art. Um, and someone who says they want to be a painter or they want to be an artist, that's that's fantastic. And that's easy to do, to be honest. If you want to be an artist or you want to lead a creative life, just you thinking that, you're already there. The kicker comes right. in when when you add, I want to be a full-time artist. I want to be a full-time painter. I want this to be my my career. That's where things begin to... Um, that hill grows, and now you have a whole new set of things that you're going to have to be keeping track of and, and uh, managing that branches out in a very large and intimidating way. So there are hundreds of thousands and millions of creatives in the world and artists in the world. And there are a considerably smaller amount of artists in the world and creatives in the world who that is their entire living. And that is how they eat and how they take care of the people they love. And there's a reason for that is that it's, it is hard. It's hard. Oh, absolutely. It always has been. It's not not a new thing. Well, you know, and it's it's very cool that you and I know, and again, and it's hard. I don't want to be that that old man, you know. That oh, Dalton, I'm, you know, man, you're 21. Because I got to tell you, when I was 21, I wasn't doing nearly half the cool stuff you're doing, or half the impressive. I wasn't staying home on the Fourth of July watching uh, the extended cut quarter rings. <laughs> I should have been. I should have but, been, you know, I was a bad kid, that man. I, virtuous, oh. but uh, thank you. Oh, no, you know, it was, it, it, that's, hey, that's one of my favorite movies, too, I uh, that whole trilogy. And you know what? I will even go on record here, Dalton. I may lose you now. I may lose you. Okay. I didn't mind the Hobbit movies. Yes, I okay. had read the books. They were different than the books. I didn't care. Yeah. I had a good time watching them, you know? So um, I, I'll tell you real, real quick. I'll, I'll tell you. So as a as a creative, I don't know if you're like, but I a lot of my friends and those I know in, in LA who work in the film industry, um, mm. same with the music industry. Some of these guys can find it hard after you've worked in an industry for so long. It's really hard to sit and just enjoy a piece of art from that industry without going right. into work mode. So, like, I've, so I've sat with PAs, and I've sat with, like, lighting guys and stuff, and we'll be watching a movie, and the entire time they'll just be, like, whispering to me from, from the shoulder, like a little devil on my shoulder. They'll be like, yeah, they um they screwed up the lighting there. Yeah, that's, that's not right. <laughs> or, hey, I think I saw right. something in the corner of the shot there. So I've made it a point in my life to try my damnedest because I love I love art and I love consuming uh, pieces of art that, that add to my worldview. I've tried so hard to not become that person. So 
to your point of the of the Hobbit movies, I understand everybody's problems with them. I think they are not right. unfounded. I read the books as well. I understand. But I'm going to level with you. My favorite movie of all time is the Disney 2015 live-action Cinderella movie. I don't know why. I don't know how to tell you why. It's not the greatest movie on the planet. It's not some It's not some pulp fiction. It's not some whatever. still my favorite. And I think it's because I can sit down and watch that movie, and I'm not... I'm not worried about the lighting. I don't think the script is garbage. I don't think the direction is weird. I'm just sitting there, and for two hours or so, I'm not me anymore. I'm in a different world, and I'm enjoying that time. So I enjoyed the Hobbit movies just as much as you did, and I get people's problems with them. I don't, I don't think it's a big deal. I think it's it's so much more fun to just enjoy things that are put in front of you that you're supposed to enjoy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And now, folks, a couple quick messages from some of our show sponsors. Stay tuned. We'll be back with the rest of the interview after these quick messages. Listen to this cool episode ad-free. If you're a VIP member, you can become one on my website, www.jamierocks.us, www.jamierox.us. Hey, rockers. This is Stacey Lane Wilson, author and editor of the Rock and Roll Nightmares book series. I have a new podcast that features interviews with musicians, artists, authors, filmmakers, and music historians. In Season 1, I interview Phil Susan from Ozzy Osbourne's band, Scott Crawford, the director of the Cream Magazine documentary, Lisa S. Johnson, the award-winning author and photographer of the books 108 Rockstar Guitars and Immortal Axes, just to name a few. The Rock and Roll Nightmares podcast explores the dark and mysterious and sometimes funny side of music from the 60s, 70s, 80s, and beyond. Enjoy on RSS or anywhere you like to listen to podcasts. Glittering amethyst, energizing citrine, colorful fluorite, the other side of the sun, Earth's treasures brought to light. Since 1999, we have offered a unique collection of hand-selected minerals and gems for every budget, for novices, collectors, and healers. Visit www.tosots.com to view our wide selection of offerings and use coupon code ROCKS, that's R-O-X-X, for 10% off your first order. Remember, T-O-S-O-T-S dot com. Earth's treasures brought to light. Hi folks, Jamie Rocks here. Hey, if you're a big fan of uh, historical, cool historical books uh, like me, then you're going to want to check out our newest uh, show sponsor, Michelle Albion. Uh, fantastic author. She's got some really interesting, cool books out uh, that you're going to want to check out. I'm a big fan of all of these. Uh, the Florida Life of Thomas Edison, the quotable Edison, quotable Henry Ford, 
uh, quotable Eleanor Roosevelt, and of course the quotable Amelia Earhart. Uh, Michelle's just very keen and, and very, very cool, um, and these are just very cool books. So check out her website. Uh, there's links to uh, where you can pick these up on Amazon and Barnes & Noble all over the place. Uh, MichelleAlbion.com, M-I-C-H-E-L-E-A-L-B-I-O-N.com, MichelleAlbion.com. Very, very cool stuff. Check it out, folks. Well, one of the things I have really enjoyed, Dalton, now here's my, my cheesy segue, um, oh, but no, yeah. but not not be, not because of anything. But I really, I went on a Dalton um, uh, Sear uh, YouTube journey rabbit hole, if you will. That's what has such a negative connotation. But no, I watched a bunch Yay. of your videos on your YouTube channel, and um, they were fantastic. They were fantastic. You have a trilogy. It's a whole story. You know, I mean, I was I was very impressed. Um, I have not seen. The Dying to Love You. I've heard the track. Um, I didn't know it was out yet. Is it out yet or is it coming? Oh, yeah. My uh, my music video for Dying to Love You is out. Um, I believe, awesome. I think the, uh, the best way to watch it would be to head over to uh, my, uh, if you just search up Dalton Sear, Dying to Love You, uh, anywhere on the internet, it should show up. Um, it's, I'm I'm quite pleased with it. I I, I appreciate nice. you uh, taking a little dive into to my YouTube videos because I I posted quite a bit. Um, but yeah, I've been working with uh, director Julian Davis for for quite a bit mm. out here in Los Angeles. He's he's a fantastic young director. Um, I worked in some uh, film capacities with him in the past as an actor, and we've we've done some work back and forth. Um, so when we were putting together Dying to Love You, I I really just wanted to have um, the song is so personal and and the song is really it's it's laid bare it's it's not uh, it's not flowery it's not uh, sickly sweet it's it's a real story so when I was brainstorming with Julian about this we we came up with a few different ideas and what really spoke to me at the end of our brainstorming was that I wanted to. Uh, for lack of a of a better way to describe it, I wanted to sit there and sing the song to you. Um, mm. I think that was the best way to serve the content of the story. Um, there was certainly a bunch of great things we could do of like, oh, yeah, let's do like, let's go to a forest or let's have some like sweeping shots to show how like lost the artist is and all that. Um, and... You know, I you saw my my breathe trilogy that I that I mm-hmm. co-wrote and directed, and you know there there is there is certainly a bit of a dramatic flair in in that film, um, but I I didn't think it was really completely necessary to go visually over the top for this video. I think it spoke to the song the most to really just lay it out and and show you. So um, that's kind of what I was what I was going forward dying to love you. No, that's fantastic. No, I will be watching the video then at, right after the show, and I'll be posting. A lot of people who um, listen to the show know that after we do the show, especially if I have a musician on, I'll, I normally post a video. I, I, when I'm doing the, uh, the post-production work, I throw it up on the big TV in here. And, uh, you know, it, it inspires. 
I'm still in that vein, you know, the, the guest vein. And uh, so I'll be, I'll be posting that uh, right after the show. And uh, we'll also be adding it on my website, folks, uh, on the uh, poprocksradio.com page. And, uh, yeah, it'll be very, very cool. Now, the track, I, I dig this track a lot. It's, it's a fantastic track. Um, let me ask you, Dalton, when you're writing a great track like this, is it different every time, or do you kind of have a, 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 uh, uh, a pathway you, you take? Um, or is it, does it just the, the turns and twists? differently every time sure yeah yeah well first thank you i'm I'm glad you dig it i i like it too obviously i think it's pretty good um so i would say for my for my own personal writing um it is such a creative muscle in my mind Mm -hmm. that i feel like the the more i have written songs over the course of my life and you know i'm i'm sitting probably firmly in the in the many hundreds at at this point it's been a decade so hopefully i should i should have a lot written by that um but i would say the more that i would write the less rigid my creative process would become um mm. and i i feel like that is that's probably something you could say for a lot of creative uh, uh, traditions in that, you know, I, when I began to write and I wasn't super comfortable when I was learning, I feel like it was easier for me to lean on a, a rigid shell of like a step-by-step plan of like, this is how I could get a song top to bottom. And I knew the steps and it was something I could follow. Like, Oh, I'll start with, um, I'll play some chords first, or I'll start with a verse, or I'll, um, you know, whatever it is. You'll start with something, then it leads to something, then something, then you finish. Um, but the more comfortable I've become and the more proficient I've become as a writer, um, the less you need that because you're, you have enough ability and you have enough brain space to where you can start anywhere end anywhere. You can start with a line that comes into your mind while you're in the shower one morning. So I like scramble for my phone and type it down with my stupid little wet thumbs um, to to mess (laughs) with later. Um, And that's, that's how Dying to Love You came about where I, I didn't sit down and say I want to write a song about you know my own god awful romantic choices in life or I I want to sit down and I want to write a song that's called Dying to Love You um hell no no I I sat there with a guitar uh I believe the first draft of the song was pretty much exactly how the final version came out because I think the first chords I played were the exact same chords that uh, go throughout pretty much the entire song. So I was like, all right, well, shit, man, this uh, this works. This sounds good. Here we go. So I think <laughs> nice. it's, it's always different now. But when I started, it was always the same because that was kind of the only way I could get a song top to bottom done was just by doing it the way I knew how. And now I can, you know, I could write a great song hanging upside down from some monkey bars on a playground. I could be doing anything, and it 
something right. good will happen because I've done it so much. Um, so it, and that's a joy. It's very freeing. So I'm, I'm very pleased with that process now. And I think Dying to Love You is a, is a great product of that process. Oh, that's fantastic. Well, let's play it. Let's play it. Um, without further ado, everyone, this is Dalton Sear, and this is Dying to Love You. Everybody wants to make it out alive. I'll be happy if we just survive tonight. Cause what's the point of talking when your head's not right? We ain't been drinking, but we're so f***ed up tonight. That's what hell's like. Cause I know... yourself cry took me a minute but now I can tell when you lie oh oh cause yeah the drugs are gonna set you alive but baby I ain't gonna take you on that side you know it ain't right cause I know Uh, just click on that. It goes right to his website. 
Uh, we've also got his socials, you know, at Instagram, Twitter, TikTok. Um, yes, Dalton. Yes, young ladies, Dalton, and maybe gentlemen. I don't know. Uh, no judgment here. Dalton's on TikTok. <laughs> oh, yeah. I suggest you follow him. Um, very, very cool. Now, you're also, they can pick this up right on Spotify or wherever they uh, oh, yeah. buy digital yeah, music. Yeah, Dying to Love You nice. is on, on all platforms, anywhere you uh, please to listen to music. It is there. So you're you're more than welcome to go uh, listen as many times as you like. Oh, fantastic. Fantastic, man. Well, you've done the video for it and whatnot, which is really, really cool. Um, I have to ask, uh, no, are you doing, is this going to be part of a larger project, like a big EP or something, or are you doing, a lot of people just do single release now, and I think that's smart. Uh, what, what are you, well, you know, both, I guess, have their pros and cons. Um, what's the plan, Dalton? What's the plan? Uh, I got some stuff in the pipeline right now as we speak. Uh, I'm going to be going back into the studio as well uh, very soon nice. to track some new stuff. I feel like, um, yeah, that that is a whole, the single versus long-form project or the drip feed versus the super dump um, way of releasing music is such a an interesting conversation and something that I've been having with a lot of artists over the last few years. Um, we're, we're working it out, I would say. I got gotcha. uh, I, gotcha. I think, I think for now... There's going to be some music coming uh, coming your way soon. In terms of, uh, I'm not I'm nice. not going to be throwing a 12 song album out in like two months or whatever. Um, but I'm going to be giving, okay, giving the people some good over the next few months, uh, and we'll we'll pick it up from there. That's awesome. That's fantastic. Well, no, you know, and I think it's great too because I mean it it just keeps. Um, I, I man, I'm really good friends with this this uh, this duo at, and and they're doing that. They're doing the single release, and and they're doing like a single every couple months. And I tell you, it keeps their name at the top of the page. You know, it's hard to argue with that. It um, oh yeah, and their fans love it. Keeps their fans engaged. You know, um, but as anything, you know, you, you know this as well because you're real good at it. You know, you, you got to keep on those socials, and um, you know. It's, I'm an old man. It's hard for me, though. It's easy for you youngsters. You know? I, oh, man. I'll, I'll be completely honest with you. Um, I, sure, I'm a young guy, uh, and I grew up with, you know, with computers, with the Internet. I had, like, I, I made my Instagram profile uh I believe in the sixth grade at the age of 11, um, which I believe wow. was against the terms of use for Instagram. I think you had to be 13, and I was a, I was a little criminal, and I, I made one beforehand. Uh, but, you know, even for somebody like me who's been using social media avidly for his entire life, um, I would say that there could be some adverse effects from that side of the spectrum as well to where you know mm. i i personally took some time off and away from social media recently um because i had been developing some really not okay some really harmful um you know mental paradigms from that overuse you know 
I I was right. experiencing a lot of a lot of self-induced anxiety. You know, I was it was stressing me out. It was really freaking me out. Um, so I feel like social media, from this humble perspective from of mine, is that there there are so many great things and great ways to use it as a tool for communication and a tool to reach people. And there are very, there are just as many uh, possible, very harmful things about it and things that maybe as a people, we aren't talking about enough. Um, But it is, uh, it is certainly something that's interesting to see, and I'm very interested to see in the next 15, 20 years what we end up doing with socials, because um, that's a lot of time. Absolutely. I feel like it's going to be extremely different than how we view it now. Absolutely. And I'll tell you, even me, even me, people, you know, it's, it's funny because they're like, oh, you know, you do your blog every morning, and I do, and I'm very consistent, and I have been consistent doing this stuff. Um, the other day, I, I had a morning where I told my wife, I, I was like, you know, I was, she, my wife's never on Facebook anymore. Facebook has yeah. fallen by the wayside in her world. You know, she's always on Instagram or TikTok or, sure. you know, she, she's 15 years younger than me, too. But um, the thing is, is, the other day, I had a morning and, and I'm just like, you know what? I was ready to just delete. I, I Googled how to delete your entire Facebook. I was ready to go that, that oh, yeah. down that route. And I'm like, you know, I'm just sick. I, I don't need it. I'm not selling any paintings on Facebook, you know. I, I yeah, you know, maybe once a month, if that. I'm like, why am I even reading? Through, why am I letting this get me upset? And, oh, yeah. Uh, and that's the reality. You know, I was ready to delete it. And she said, you know, dear, you're, um, you're worked up. You're hot right now. Why don't you go work in the garden for a little bit? <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> you know. Think, do something else, turn it off, number one, do something else for a little while, and and then, you know, come back to that conversation, circle back. And she was right. Oh, yeah. She's always right, you know. And uh, <laughs> she was. Of course, yeah. But I, you know, to be honest, I've set up personal rules with it, you know. I'm like, I'm on social media maybe maybe a couple hours in the morning, and then I'm doing other stuff. I'm working, I'm doing other stuff. You know, if I have a show, I'll do yeah. some extra stuff, but... It's it's nothing, you know. I see people on there ranting and raving, and I'm just like, I'm not, you know, I, I'm not ready to give that much of my life to this. <laughs> you know? Yeah. No, absolutely. I think you know, there's there's a term, the term chronically online has been bandied mm-hmm. about uh, quite a bit recently in in at least my social circles, and you know, I, I think there's something to be said for that, and you know, we're all we're all individual, we're all unique. And I, I feel like there, there's something to be said for developing your own personal code for how you interact with social, well, social media and the world at large, you know, how you interact with the world should be, in my opinion, tailored to how you function as a person, right? Some people Absolutely. really enjoy certain certain things and and they enjoy communicating and, you know, uh, frankly, some people can handle quite a bit more social media than someone like me can Um, because you're not alone, man. There are are many days, many days that I will wake up, I'll look at myself or I'll look at somebody else and I'm like, I do not 
I do not want to post anything at all. I don't. I don't want to interact. I don't want anybody to see me. Right. I feel awful. I feel like I don't look worthy of an Instagram post. So I'm just not going to do it. Um, you're yeah. You're absolutely not alone. And you know, once we develop these systems and these codes, uh, I feel like it's it's going to be much easier for everyone individually to uh, not fall into these traps, you know? Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, that's really cool, man. Well, don't let me ask you this. Let me ask you this. Um, mm. You've got a great new single, you know, it, it's going to be going, I'm, I'm sure it's going to get a million streams and whatnot. It's mm. so good. Um, I, I can't wait to see the video when we're done. I'm sure the video is fantastic. Um, you know, you, you said you had a couple projects that, you know, it's a, it's a Tuesday, Dalton. What are you doing tonight in L.A. on a Tuesday night? What is Dalton Sear doing tonight, uh, hanging out in, uh, or, you know, working, I don't know, uh, on a Tuesday oh, yeah. post-4th of July? Is it another Lord of the Rings night? You will you will love this. Uh, I am, so I'm going to do some writing. I got some, uh, some stuff I'm working up right now, which is dope, because, like I said, we're getting back in the studio, so... Um, in the elimination phase of choosing songs. And then this evening, I'm going to be playing some Dungeons and Dragons uh, with my nice. friends of mine. So I, that I'm warms a big, my heart, Dalton. That warms my I'm heart. sure you could tell with the, you know, with the Lord of the Rings, all that stuff. Um, <laughs> my second love is uh, obviously fantasy. I, I've been a huge, huge reader, a uh, fantasy literature fan, uh, a big history reader, and um, a large part of how I keep in touch with my friends that are in, you know, different states, different countries whatsoever, um, is we play tabletop role-playing games. So I... Uh, are I've you... Personally no, are you doing running. it via Zoom um, then? Uh, yeah, so, so we'll, we'll hop on calls. Uh, we use uh, the Discord platform... There are many virtual oh, tabletops in the world uh, that, that you can use. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, for years now, many years, uh, friends and I will we'll all hop on a call together and we'll, uh, we'll play some D&D together or we'll play, you know, uh, some other tabletop game or whatever. It's a great way for us to stay in touch. And for me as an artist, you know, running Dungeons and Dragons, you know, running my own campaigns and writing these things is uh, so you're DMing. It's a fantastic way. Yeah, I'm DMing. So it's a fantastic way to remain creative. You know, I have so much creative oh, juice yeah. in my body that I need to, I need to get it out. So I write songs. I DM for my friends. I've been working on my own uh, uh, fantasy book series for for quite a while now. Uh, nobody's going to see that for years because that's going to take some time, but uh, it all feeds into itself and into each other to, I feel, make me a more creative person. That's fantastic, man. No, it warms my heart, Dalton. I'll tell you, and I'll tell you why. Like I said, I'm a little older. I started playing D&D when I was about, oh, I don't know, 12 or so, and, uh, very much like the stranger. Well, we didn't go into parallel dimensions. In reality, sure. we did in our mind. Um, but yeah, that same era, that same era, mid '80s, and um, now to 
to hear, and I know esoterically that, that people still play it, but to hear somebody and they're getting together on a, I mean, my friend Robert had an old shed in his backyard that we repainted and named it the Dragon's Den, and that's where we would meet. Um, but we had to Man. be in person, you know that's what I mean? So, there was yeah. no computers yeah. that we had or could afford. Um no, that's just cool, man. That that that's fantastic. That uh, it, that, that gets huge. my gears it's going. A, I like it. It's it's a large part of my life to to be completely honest oh, with you. Fantastic. You know, I, it, and we we evolve with the times. You know, I like I'm looking at at some point in my life. I'm very much looking forward to. I want to buy a house, and I want to have a room in said house. That is exactly as you described. I don't know. I don't know if we'll we'll reach the same conclusion of like I'm sure the paint will be different and I'm sure the layout will be different <laughs> from my room to yours. But I think that tradition is still very much alive, and I'm very I'm ever so grateful to that. You know, I as a kid, um, I it wasn't cool. It wasn't cool right. to like fantasy books. It wasn't cool to read all this stuff and be carrying these books around and all that. Um, I find more and more now where I can tell people about D&D or about any of these other interests I have, and it's all largely a very positive reaction. Nobody's giving me a noogie. Nobody's shoving my head in the toilet. It's a large percentage of the time when I mention D&D or that I've been running games for some time now, um, people are excited. And, you know, it's sure, like streaming oh, yeah. helps quite a bit. Live streaming D&D has helped quite a bit. Um, it just, it means a lot. And I'm very excited for this generation of young people who I feel like almost now more than any other time that I can recall, um, People are very much free to outwardly and publicly enjoy the things that they care about and the things that excite them in a more accepting environment than I've seen in the past. And that just, that makes me so happy. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, people were looking back, you know, people were able to do their thing and whatnot. You know, we, we had a, I had a friend of mine, uh, his name was Steve and, he would play it. He didn't play all the time with us. Every so often he would, and you know he's he's very successful now and and has discovered many things about himself and married to a nice sure. fellow and whatnot. And yeah. his characters were always that way. And you know, so when all this mm-hmm. came to light, it, I mean, it's such a non-event now. But uh, none sure. of our the rest of our class was. I can't believe it. Did you hear? You know, blah blah blah. And the rest, yeah. you know, us in the from the dragons, then we're like, yeah, we we knew this. <laughs> yeah, 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 no, of course. See, the yeah, armor yeah. was always a little too shiny. Uh, we got sure, it. Sure, sure. We got it. Yeah. <laughs> you yeah. know? No, it, it's but, a great uh, way. Role playing is a great way to um to it's, oh, it's yeah. expression. You know, it is. You can be whoever you Absolutely. want. Absolutely. It's just it's lovely. It's fantastic. No, that's cool, man. Well, that's cool. Well, have a good game. And, you know, I hope everybody remembers to stop, look, and listen. Remember, kids, always do that in a door or a trap. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> very important. Four. We got it down. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. I've known level 12 people that forget that. I'm like, are you crazy? 
Yeah. Oh, they won't right. stay on the pole for long. Promise you that much. Oh, I'm telling you, I, I knew somebody who was like level 10 or something, and they got taken out by a gelatinous. I'm like, this is level one stuff. What is wrong? Anyway, our, our listeners are going, what the hell are they talking about? Please. Yeah, yeah. I, I get what you're saying. That's so funny. Oh, that's funny. That is funny. Well, very cool. Well, have a great game. And, uh, you know, and, and good luck with the single. I I don't even think you need the luck. It's so good. Um, it, it's going to do very great. Kind. I can't wait to hear more stuff and have you back on the show, Dalton. Keep kicking I ass. I love it. That that means a lot. I really appreciate you having me on today. Oh, you're so good, man. Keep doing what you're doing. You, you, you've got this. You're, you're really, really good at what you do. Um, amazing. Amazing. Well, very cool. Well, folks, that's, uh, I kept Dalton longer than I was supposed to, and uh, that's okay because he's fascinating. Um, Dalton Sear. <laughs> Again, we've got the links up there, and uh, we'll be having a, a, a link also to his new video for Dying to Love You. That will be posted directly on all my socials. Um, Dalton, thank you so much for being on the show, man. You rock. Thank you for having me. It's been an absolute pleasure. Absolutely. Talk to you next time, Dalton. All right. See you later. Bye. And that's going to wrap it up for us today, folks. This episode, of course, will be converted to a podcast. We're going to push it out on all of our social uh, media platforms and on all the podcasting platforms. We're on them all. Uh, you know, wherever you like to stream or download podcasts at, I, I'm 99% sure we're on there. Very, very good. Tune in tomorrow, this whole week. Um, I'm, I'm very happy to say we have, it's all uh, music guests this week. Um, next week, we're, we're switching back into uh, a lot of film guests. And, uh, but this week's all about music. So very, very cool. We will see you next time. Thanks for listening. Also, be sure to check out our, uh, our advertisers. Use their code. They all have a code on there where you can save a couple bucks. You know, that's always a good, good thing. And also, if you're interested in hearing any of uh, all of my podcasts that we do uh, ad-free and whatnot, uh, if you go to my website, www.jamierocks.us, J-A-M-I-E-R-O-X-X.us, um, you could scroll down a little bit and you can see the, uh, the link for the Patreon and whatnot. And uh, on, it's on all the tiers, you get all the podcasts ad-free. It's pretty cool. Uh, you know, when you're a VIP, that's what we call the patron. Uh, VIPs, uh, you don't have to, when you're sitting in the VIP lounge, you don't have to listen to commercials. And there's a lot of other uh, really good, uh, I forget the, what they term, well, there's a term they use. You know, the perks you get for uh, the different tiers there on Patreon. I'm sure everybody knows what I'm talking about. Anywho, uh, if you're interested in that, thanks. And for those who are, you know, signed up, thank you. And we will see you next time, everybody. Have a good one. We'll see you then. This has been pop art painter Jamie Rocks' Pop Rocks Radio Talk Show. It has been executive produced by Jamie Rocks, recorded at his studio in Deerfield Beach in South Florida. All rights reserved by Pop Rocks Limited for broadcast on Blog Talk Radio. Tana Oli Pop Rocks Radio. Estás escuchando Jamie Rocks de Pop Rocks Radio. Manténganse al tanto. Hey, det här är Hicks från Sverige och ni lyssnar till Pop Rocks Radio med Jamie Rocks. Blog Talk Radio.